everybody, and welcome to RPGs Anonymous. RPGs Anonymous. My name is Zachary. I'll be your uh, uh, GM tonight. <laughs> and um, today, I'm going to ask all of the uh, players what their favorite um, uh, plot twist is from a fictional universe. So we'll start with Aaron. Favorite plot twist? Well, hey, my name is Aaron Kirk. I'll be playing Carl Nelson. My favorite plot twist from universe, basically... Yeah, the entire Star Trek universe. They flip that thing on its head three or four times. I love it. All right. And I am Colby, going to be playing Shane Goose Bailey. And my favorite plot twist would have to be the end of Bioshock Infinite. Yeah, I am Jacob. I'm going to be playing Tyke or Steve Stevenson. Um, and I think my favorite plot twist is actually Tim Cloverfield Lane, uh, partially because it wasn't actually a plot twist. You just sort of forgot what had happened at the beginning of the movie. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. My, my name is Nick. I'll be playing Dr. Zed. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to spoil a 20-year-old game, but go play Knights of the Old Republic. That is a savage one. That's all I'll say about that. <laughs> mm, it's it's sweet as all get out so uh before we actually get into it uh what happened last time uh anybody remember carl blew a whistle and everybody ran that's, that's um, portals opened up and metal skeleton monsters jumped out yes um so you are you are all going about your your daily business um when uh partway through the day um uh 238 p.m. i think um portals began opening up um uh conveniently uh, about where each of you were at the time these uh shimmering like heat wave patterns in the air um and a swirling purple black uh, uh uh like mass portal thing um wherein these long sort of like centipede serpentine like metallic and black horrors uh began uh encroaching on your world um and you are all now very close to staring one down i think the only one that has gotten the chance to run at this point is goose um who is i believe selfie videoing um saying mm-hmm. i knew it i knew it i knew it or something <laughs> along those lines <laughs> um so real quick before we do anything i would like everybody to roll me a vigilance check for initiative um oh vigilance mm. uh, i have to look at my paperwork yep that's a will oh crap okay well game on Someone's gonna have to just completely explain to me how this works that's totally all right so uh <laughs> Somebody remind me what vigilance is based off of. It's based on willpower. Right? Willpower. Yep. Willpower. So mm-hmm. um, you'll take uh, a number of green dice equal to your willpower. All right. And then if you have is... any ranks in the vigilance skill, which I don't think very many people do here, um, you will upgrade mm-hmm. a number of those green die into yellow die. Okay. And then you just and... roll it. Yep, and then you just roll oh, it. Man. Yeah, because this is for yep. initiative. There is no opposed opposed roll. I'm just gonna also roll for the. Ooh, and I have a really cool desk that makes okay. sound. Oh yeah. No. Oh yeah. God. Oh, <laughs> that is magic for me. Okay. Woo. Let's um. Here we go. We're gonna go. 
Um, now, to remind you guys, I don't know how much you've looked over the rules, um, but uh, once the initiative is actually rolled, it becomes sort of ambiguated. So it stops being your initiative and it becomes a PC initiative. Same thing with the NPCs. Um, so uh, starting again from Aaron, let's get your initiative. I have two successes and one advantage. Okay, excellent. Colby. One success and five advantage. Holy crap. Holy crap. <laughs> and then we'll go to Tyke, Jacob. I've got three successes and one advantage. Uh, uh, Nick, what, what was yours? <laughs> I got uh, two advantages. Oh, That's great. It. Okay, so we'll go zero S two. Go and last. Okay, so <laughs> why don't each of you also roll um, uh, two greens and a yellow for your horrors? Two greens and a yellow. Yes, please. Do you want any purples oh, on that? Oh no. Um, actually, let me let me check real quick just to make sure. Because if purples are one that offset um, our greens and yellows. Oh, pardon me. That's how we... it's. It, you're just gonna do a two two yellows. Um, just two yellows for e- each of you for your okay. for your horse. Because those are those are all gonna be positive rolls then. Yeah, that's fine. Because because we're just gonna compare them across uh, successes to advantages. Because this is to see how quickly they're going to act uh, uh, compared to you. I'm right. in trouble. Oh crap! <laughs> all right, all right, crazy, Aaron. All right, Aaron. Uh, Carl got three successes for the horrors. Okay, that's not too bad. Uh, y- y- you guys still will have one PC slotted before that one. Colby, what'd you get for the horror? I actually rolled a triumph and two <laughs> advantage. Excellent, excellent, excellent. <laughs> so that's not super quick but that does count as basically that's basically one success and a million and a half advantages uh all right uh jacob i also got one triumph and two advantages (laughs) this is um i got you both beat oh no those triumphs who boy really (laughs) who boy all right i'm gonna rearrange these real quick so that we just do i don't know what any of this means yet that's okay basically yeah we just rolled initiative for ourselves and the bad people and the bad people are winning so okay i mean that's what i'm picking up so the first are you all the second characters so the first thing that happens and this is what we're going to talk about is yeah yeah everybody re-roll new characters because it's over no um so you guys are going to have nine advantages um I, I'm gonna ambiguate those so we're not we don't need to figure out what they all mean necessarily for for what's going on so what that means is that um is that you have basically like nine opportunities for cr- like adding things into your situation um so if you need a refresher we'll get to that but start thinking now about what kind of advantages you want to bring in we also have four threats um, so four basically disadvantages for you guys, uh, things that are about the situation that are going to be against you and four, <laughs> four despairs worth of disadvantages as well, which are really big, nasty things, uh, that, that drastically affect things poorly, um, in essentially a critical sort of way. So you guys have, uh, I'm just going to put it right here. You have nine advantages right up here at the top. Um, and we have four threats. Um, so, uh, does anybody have a, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to say for my successes, Carl reacts with his whistle blow and tells everybody to get in the room. Uh, but I would definitely give the advantage to the horrors and the fact that they, uh, 
grab some kids. I I think you're right about that. Um, uh, I I I think yeah. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna use two of these tri- these uh they're not triumphs for them. Two of these despairs. Um, as uh, you know what? I actually should have probably had you guys roll red dice because uh, they're slightly different. Um, yeah, red red dice are are the negative. It's all right. Things. We'll, yeah, we'll do okay. it. We'll learn later. Yeah. So I'm gonna use two of these straight up to just to literally kill a bunch of people. So the first oh. thing that happens uh, before anything else is you all witness a, a large series of deaths. Um, and this looks different for each of you, right? So because of your, your different circumstances. I mean, Tyke, you're in literally uh, uh, Pioneer Courthouse Square in the middle of Portland. And it is, we already established because it's a nice day. It is busy as all get out. So I think it is just an absolute, pardon the word, it's a bloodbath. Um, I, I think, um, uh, Zed, I think you lose patience. Again, we, we established it's a pretty busy uh, time in the middle of the clinic. I think you, you, uh, you witness the loss of patience. Probably people that you know and love. Not Jeremiah. Um, I was thinking about using one of these despairs to take out Jeremiah. What do y'all think about that? Yes. <laughs> okay. Oh no. Look, you can veto that. It's okay if if you do veto veto that. I'm okay. Zed is going to take that personally. You know what? That might be. No, it's okay. But Zed is going to take it personal. All right. There we go. Um, the first thing that happens, and I think I think you because you're treating him right now. Um, and yeah, I yeah, I'm sewing up his leg from a dog bite. Yeah, from a dog bite, <laughs> and and I think just before you can even comprehend, you just see wide-eyed fear on his face, more so even than you have um, you've seen before. Um, I mean, you've seen fear on this man's face many times because he has some mental health problems that that cause him to see things often and it has been difficult, but you see him afraid for his life in a way you've never seen. And then you see a two and a half foot long scythe, like appendage sticking into the back of the chair behind him through his chest. Um, that's a, that's a full despair for, for sure. Um, goose, I think you, probably do not have youtubeable footage from your selfie cam because of <laughs> i mean you, this thing already burst out of the building so i think what even more after you get out of the building because you're you're duck and running you basically capture this building's collapse behind you into the street and it's just it's it's a total massacre and worst of all carl you're just a little bit slow to react um, yeah, no, Carl watches kids die and, and can think of nothing else but getting everybody else out of the way. Those guys are gone. Yep. They're I think I think probably probably you you realize for a moment that there might have been a little bit more care in you for these kids than you thought. I mean, it, uh, that if that it wasn't a sunny Wednesday, yeah, it would have been great if I could have reacted faster, but these kids are kids. Yeah. They got a whole life. Yeah, I mean, now it's time to save the rest. It could have been you instead, a forty-year-old man. So, um, let me finish out these initiatives, and then we'll get to the actual rest of that. You guys, again, you guys have nine advantages. There's still one 
uh, uh, one despair and four threats. I'm going to change this to a big D. Um, let's see. Next is a piece. One, two, three, four, five, six. I, I want to see Tycho's tablecloth get destroyed. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what? That's horrible. Hey. Or his lucky sign. Oh my gosh. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, the lucky sign is definitely going down. That's good. That's what's going to provoke my powers. <laughs> okay, I like that. I I think. Uh, I think, I mean, if it's your lucky sign, I'm using this despair. I, that That is something I am not going to choose. That is something that is only up to you. If if you are, again, I'm leaving it totally up to you whether that sign is gone, but that is definitely worth a despair. Yeah, I, I think the sign can go. I've been having like a, I think if I had been having a good day and the sign had gone, I'd been like, okay, I can make another sign. But like, this just been the worst day. And then there's this crazy monster thing coming out of a vortex and then the lucky sign just gets ripped up. Some poor pa- passerby gets stabbed and falls all over it, and now it's all bloody, too. Right? Like a bunch of people died. Yeah, a bunch of people yeah. died. Blood on the sign, baby. Um, I think I have everything. Camera pans out, blood splatters on the sign. The sign is then destroyed. That's epic. So um, so that's the despairs going. Um we have in order, I'm just going to uh, uh, sh- t- tell you guys this. I'll, I'll get this shared up onto the screen at some point. Um, uh, but we have PC, NPC, NPC, PC, NPC, PC, NPC, PC. So uh, you guys are pretty, pretty back and forth. Um, that's how it's going to go. You guys are going to decide um, uh, slot by slot which PC goes. And I'm probably just going to take the slot right after you to respond with the with the horror in front of you. So, um Let's talk about these advantages and these threats. Let's talk about them. What do you think? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I'm in downtown Portland. So I think with the advantages, I'd like to use uh, whatever I need to have a police officer be driving by as this is happening. Ooh, that's Um, good. And like try, by, try and like like driving by my yeah by my office building, um and like stop to see what's going on. I think um uh I let let's use two advantages for this for sure. Also, I'm covering up some people's faces, but um let's let's use two advantages for this. Um and let's call it somebody that you know also. Um, oh, you know the officer. Yeah, you know the officer. So um, it's 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 uh, somebody that probably it's it's uh, some guy that has probably come by regularly. Um, you know, you probably know him. Uh, maybe he brings you coffee every once in a while. Um, and he uh, he's a relatively uh, competent uh, police officer, um, which veteran force member who checks up on the young doctor yeah exactly yeah exactly so yeah he's been around a while okay so we're gonna do that uh friendly policeman mana okay uh i'm yeah i'm gonna use two for that uh that's definitely gonna help out what what else what do we got um keep in mind we, we can say we can bank some of these if you want to use them during the actual combat that's all right as well um but uh but yeah I think we're all just kind of trying to catch up on what's happening exactly. So we're all getting used to this stuff as it flows. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let's let's bank them and get right into it then. If you guys yeah, come up with something roll, in yeah. a moment. So uh, first PC slot is up. Um, you guys will decide amongst yourselves who's going to take that. 
Carl's ready. All right. Go, Carl. All right. Go, Carl. Yeah. Carl. Carl blew his whistle. Nobody really reacted. Carl's going to grab the nearest kid with, to him, which is going to be a good 20 yards because he's in the middle of this football field while they're running laps. Yeah. He's going to grab the first kid to him and just basically manhandle throw him towards the building and tell him to run. Yeah, just like push run. I I think uh we can yeah, we can that's going to start the stampede. Um so uh we'll we'll call that uh one maneuver to get to him and kind of push and shove him so you have a, an action as well. Um uh, uh which you can do you can use to use another maneuver to do that to another kid if you want. Basically like get to a kid push shove, get to a kid push shove. Yeah, no, that's exactly what he would be doing. Okay. He'd be just be as many bodies as he can just forcing a direction away from the conflict because whatever just came out of that shimmer in the air, it shouldn't be here. Yeah. And it just wasted two kids. Okay. And I don't want anybody else to stop and look. Okay. Um, I'm, uh, that, that brings us to your horror right in front of you. So, um, I'm going to use a couple of threats, um, here and I, I want to know from you, which, which is the more, which is the more unfortunate target right now as far as Carl's psyche is concerned? Is he going to be worse off if it comes for him or is he going to be worse off if it comes? No, the more the unfortunate kids? target's going to be it coming for one of the kids he just pushed. Okay. I love That's that. Far more unfortunate than any of the other kids around him because he's directly in, inflating the, the damage potential okay. right in front of him. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to do just that. Um, I'm going to have it come by you. Um, uh, so it's going to be, uh, in short range with you. Um, so you are essentially close enough to engage with it. Uh, uh, if, if you want to use a maneuver to do that, um, and it's going to go straight for a kid. It does not succeed though. Um, uh, and it, uh, shoot, I did this wrong again. <laughs> uh, new game, new game, new game. Okay, it definitely does not succeed, and it generates a couple of advantages uh, for you guys. Um, so I'm going to ask you, Carl, since this is your specifically your horror, how do you want to use these advantages? I don't want to go into direct confrontation. I'm just going to try and do something indirect, like mm-hmm. a, a tripping maneuver, to just make it stumble. Okay. Um, let's say, um, you're able to like use its flubbed attack to sort of position yourself, um, so that it, um, it sort of like gets confused a little bit. You see it like whip back and forth between targets and you actually notice that it has these like scintillating, like almost like bug like, uh, with a metallic sheen, these like weird eye slit things that are very small and you see them like, like it dart its head around looking between all of the moving figures. Um, and I think you, um, uh, it, it gets confused enough that it's going to have a black die on its next, um, it's a ne- next attack, uh, whatever it ends up attacking because you sort of distract it and like trip it up a little bit. So, um, I'm going to ask who, which one of you wants to go next. Cause I'm going to use that horror. Um, so which one of you is going to take the next PC slot? Okay. Okay. Um, Oops. so, uh, you are, uh, goose, you're, you're probably, you're on the street now, uh, uh, at this point. Uh, cause you, you, the last thing you did was, was leave the building and do the selfie cam thing. Um, so, uh, I'm going to say you're probably medium range from this thing. So it is, uh, uh, it is, it, it uses its turn to burst out from the rubble of the, uh, of the building that just collapsed sort of like on and around it. Um, it takes a moment to look around, it locks in on you and it's going to move, uh, into short range with you. So it is, uh, about one maneuver away 
uh, one or two maneuvers away from being able to uh, uh, get to you. Um, and then it is going to be your turn. All right. Um, I think I'll... Goose looks around and sees the devastation and the dead bodies and thinks that he needs to try to guide it as far away from people as he can. Mm. Um, one of the things I bought with my starting stuff was a revolver. So Very cool. He pulls out a revolver, shouts, how many tax dollars went into making you? And yeah, shoots it. So I want to... Uh, <laughs> I want to ask real quick before you make this roll, what kind of a time did Goose have when he was deployed, when he was an active uh, uh, military person? Whatever that, the real words for that is. Uh, the most, I think most of it was incredibly boring and just a lot of patrolling a base, maybe he worked at security on a base for a while and nothing ever happened and it was just routine day after day but there's like two or three hot zone combat situations that just uh really messed with him okay so i think what happens here you you raise your weapon and i think it's been a while since goose has mm -hmm. fired uh, uh a weapon um uh maybe he's been used to whatever but i think it's been long enough that very suddenly the destruction of the building, the carnage around you and the weapon in front of you, it just makes you hesitate for a moment, sort of like have mm -hmm. that nervous moment. So I'm going to uh, go ahead and roll your I, attack. I have a strong feeling that that's definitely a flashback to when he's holding an automatic and not a revolver. That Yeah, that, that's right. kind of what I'm feeling, like that sort that's of like... Automatic military officer's pistol mm -hmm. that 45 caliber and it's not a revolver and he just has that hesitation because it's not the same gun. yeah that that makes a lot of sense um this is this is a gun for for now goose and you're used to mm -hmm. using a gun from from then goose so i'm going to give you a black die on this shot um but yeah go ahead and roll you will have um you are medium range so that's two uh that's average difficulty i believe um, mm -hmm. for your revolver, you're going to upgrade that once and add a black die. So it'll be one red, one, uh, purple, um, and a black die against your, uh, ranged, uh, ranged Our, thing. And, uh, the revolver has a trait of accurate one. Is that one blue die or, oh, beats the heck out of me. Let's find out. Um, anybody mm -hmm. got it up in front of them? Yeah, the attacker adds one blue die to their combat check. Very cool. Okay. Um, yeah, so you will, uh, uh, in addition to your normal ranged thing, you will um, you'll use the blue die as well. All righty. And oof. one failure, four advantages. Very cool. Very cool. Um, so uh, I, I think that that moment of hesitation comes and this like little weird weird muscle memory thing happens and you just like you you aim it like you would if you were firing like a, like a semi a, a series of semi-automatic rounds but instead you just get a couple of short pops off because it's a revolver um so i think i think they go pretty wild one of them like definitely dings directly off of this thing's side i'm going to use one of those advantages right away um uh to show you that this thing's hide is incredibly incredibly tough you're going to have some trouble piercing it this is something that you I, I think you you could liken it easily to like uh 
not it, like armor piercing rounds would be very very helpful here um uh mm. because this thing is not not quite like tank armor but like halfway between like a, a a living creature and tank armor which is pretty wild um and then you have all the rest of those advantages if you would like to use those uh yeah i i guess with all three of them could i both have it stick specifically focused on me and start to make a quick getaway um i think uh, you can use three of them to take an immediate maneuver um if you wanted to to uh, go away um uh i i i think uh you are pr- you could be pretty confident let's be frank you can be pretty confident that it's going to follow you because there are literally no other moving targets in the area so i think that's a freebie um and you can you can use those three to make an immediate maneuver um so you can right. you can do that and you can take your your free maneuver that you get for the turn um and you can move uh essentially uh to a, a full range band away so you'll be like medium you'll be medium away from it it's gonna it's gonna take some time f- for it to get to you okay that's what i do start booking it okay so uh who is gonna take the next pc slot um i guess i can we can just keep going with this clockwise thing okay i, I dig that so I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna take your horror real quick as well um, so let me do this cause they're gonna, um, I think, uh, actually Tyke, I want you to roll a, let's see, do you have stealth? Um, do I have, no. Okay. Um, uh, r- roll me an agility check then, I guess. Um, you could actually, you know what, I'll I'll say, I'll say roll, roll presence, just straight presence. Um, so a number of green die equal to your presence, uh, at two difficulties. So two purple upgrade at once. Uh, so one purple, one red. Okay. Let's see what the app tells me happens. One despair, one success, and two advantages. Uh, it doesn't because the despair cancels out the one success. Wait, did you say two successes? No, or despair, success, two advantages. Yeah. Okay. So despair essentially counts as. Well, Go ahead. I. Th- yeah, yeah I used the app, so it canceled it all out already. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Okay. Never mind. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You're right. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, then it does. It will succeed. Um. So uh, I. What this is for is essentially how. Uh, delectable a target you are looking at the moment. Um, I mean, you are literally in the center of this square uh, for the moment, uh, standing behind a big table. Uh, so I think what happened um, is for for whatever reason, something uh, something in you reacted very hastily, and you are um, uh, essentially under your table right now. Um, uh, you're you're like hiding under your table. Um, I think you are at the moment invisible to this thing um at least it's not paying attention so it's going to take its uh turn to go and i i would imagine it would be when the dude ran away from the reading the tablecloth and the sign got knocked over the table gets knocked over and he's just surprised yeah i think i think that's it i think he i think he like he he like spins he like 
like screams and he runs and in in that moment he steps directly on your sign um and it like gets a big rip in the middle um because uh, of course we have we had that despair from earlier um and then i think he like knocks you in the table or knocks the table like into you so it is it is like this perfect little bunker for you um at the moment uh, uh, uh so you are you are not only can you not see the horrifying things happening behind this you can hear them um but you can't see them and it can't see you um and so you are a table that's great yeah so you are you are less psychologically effective than you might have been before um and it's gonna be your turn yeah i well thanks because now i don't think i have to do anything to knock the table over so what am i going for then that's sorry this this mechanic is all new to me so i'm just trying to understand this whole like success advantage yeah that's okay brother um you you have spare two advantages and a success yeah at at the that table in your way yeah at the moment um you have a um you have a couple of advantages and a despair that you can play around with we also have banked uh these these threats are gone but we have seven more advantages for you guys banked so you can literally think something into existence right now that you'd like it um but other than that you are currently a normal person reacting to a horrifying supernatural thing so um yeah so i think one of i don't i don't know exactly what this square actually looks like but i sort of think one of my advantages is maybe uh because I'm here all the time, I know the shady part to like work in mm-hmm. at this time of day. Yeah. So it means there's kind of like a bunch of bushes and trees behind me. Oh, totally. Yeah. There's I can like run into. Yeah. There's like a, there's like a little covered area with a bunch of these big round stone orbs with chess boards on top, like, like a visit, like a bit large, like stone chess boards. And it is, it is the perfect place to hide from this spot. So, um, didn't you say, Tycho is kind of a grifter. This is your home home turf, yeah, brother. For sure. Yeah. Also, the Max trains run through there constantly. That's true. So there's the, the like big loud metal distractions as well. And I think I think you probably already uh already set up I'm gonna get rid of these advantages. I think you already kind of set up near here because you have this like impulse to like be able to duck and run um uh whenever and this is a really easy place to do it. So I think it's one maneuver you can get to this area um and you can you you have plenty of places to hide um and do what you need to do for sure okay so so a maneuver is uh, essentially half of your turn you've got an action now too uh uh we we have a despair that we can work with but i i can i can help workshop that other than that it's it's just what you want to do to react to this very very terrifying situation yeah. Um, and I mean, I think I'm going to basically run away from it. Yeah. But I think I'm also going to look around. Um, man, I cannot remember the name of the guy that I saw, like my buddy that came by. Um, Does anybody remember? Because I was just actually trying to think of that. <laughs> uh, Jeff. I think it Jeff was Jeff. Guy. Yeah, he's he's a stand-up. Okay, comedian. I know I made it sound really simple. Yeah, you guys, yeah. you guys were talking in the bar, and Jeff was just telling you to dig dig through the tough times. Yeah. All right. So, I I'm gonna look around to see if I see Jeff to kind of like warn him or make sure he's okay. 
Oh, yeah. so you Zach, you run in, you run and you hop behind one of these big uh, stone chessboard things. Um, you know this place like the back of your hand. Um, you 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 be, you peer up, you look up, you see your table uh, off, lonely in the in the center, um, and you're just scanning the crowd for Jeff, and uh, you do find him. Uh, about at the same moment that the horror does and a two and a half foot long scythe like appendage tears him to pieces and i think you are just completely in shock um not even a a a, a half hour ago that man was sharing a cigarette with you and you know building you up and now he is pieces uh on the pavement and uh so i think you're gonna be probably in shock for for a little bit um yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna say i'd like duck down real quickly and kind of turn around and do that like cliche like kind of like shocked Maybe my eyes water some. I don't think I think I start sobbing, yeah. but yeah, it's definitely like but that like shell shocked soldiers kind of look where you're just like, oh my god, like like you you haven't a hundred percent comprehended yet, processed what has just happened yet. Um, yeah, I think I think that makes sense, and I think uh, for probably the next round, I'm gonna give you a black die to just about anything that you do because of that. So we'll remember that. I'm gonna just mark that down. Black die to Tyke. Okay. <sighs> Deep breath, guys. <laughs> um, that's going to bring us to the doctor's office, Dr. Zed. So this is the moment, I think, that you first see uh, your uh, uh, patient also be eviscerated um it's a little bit less less uh less intense for you because it is one simple this this thing seems to be moving deliberately um one single stab into into um uh jeremiah's chest and then it sort of pulls back its uh uh scythe arm thing and makes this horrible like chittering sound that sounds almost like grinding metal Um, And I think you sort of turn and look it up and down, and it also looks you up and down, and it is going to take a swing at you. Uh Uh-oh. What is your melee defense, sir? Uh, Zero. Zero. Okay, and then what about your, uh, I believe it's brawn? Three. Three. Very cool. Okay. How am I doing this? Dr. Zed likes to go for a lot of bike rides. Lift weights. Yeah. Is he like a hot buff doctor? Okay, so... Sexy Dr. Zed. So I, yeah. I think what happens here, um, it, uh, I rolled one too few dice. Oops. Oh. Okay. All right. That changes things just a tiny. Okay, you can roll one, two, few dice as much as you want. <laughs> uh, yeah, this thing's this thing's kind of scary. So uh, this thing immediately, with its other uh, other other 
arm, uh, I think stabs forward and just, you, you just barely, I mean, you, you like, like you said, uh, he's, he's a relatively, relatively fit guy. You kind of move a little bit out of the way, but it gets you in the side and you feel just how razor sharp it is. It is scalpel like almost. And this thing is enormous. Um, uh, big, long, uh, uh, scythe. Um, and you are going to take, um, six points of damage. Uh, to your wound Ooh. threshold. Um, that's before soak. Ouch. So if you have soak at the moment, um, that will be before that. Uh, I'm probably not wearing my leather jacket, so no soak. Okay. So you aren't the sexy doctor. Not at the moment, unfortunately. Um, and that also is no, going to... Now I'm the bleeding doctor. Yeah, bleeding doctor. That that generates two <gasps> threats as well for you guys. Um, so I think... Um, Let's see what what do we think what do we think that is? Uh, I think uh, I mean I got hit pretty bad. That's almost half my wounds. Um, I think I'm bleeding out. Okay. Yeah, I think you I mean, you have that's, that's a pretty significant one. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do uh, it. Let's do an actual like critical injury. Um, do you want to roll on it or do you want it to just be the bleeding out thing? Sure, what do I roll? Um it's a percentile. I'll have to pull it up real quick, but it's yeah, it's a percentile. Um and I'm gonna give you a, a uh, minus okay. uh, a minus ten to this because this is not nearly as bad as it could have been uh for a critical Yeah, it's injury. not like a real Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's see what we got. It's forty two. Forty two. Is that with the minus ten or or uh, thirty-two. 32. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, you are stunned. The target is staggered until the end of the next turn. Basically, that just means you can't you can't take actions. Uh, I would say that the police oh, officer is going to have to be uh driving by at this point since we made that agreement earlier. Yes. Yeah. One hundred percent. This yeah. this is uh, and I'm going to have him for the moment act on on just on when you're going. Um, so it is actually your turn. Um, since you are staggered. Um, there's going to be uh, basically some nothing happening on, on your end. So I think what happens is he is walking into the clinic right as this happens. Um, and he sees this um, and he starts immediately directing orders. Everybody get out. Uh, and he, he pulls his firearm. I think he, he's going to pop off a couple of shots actually at this thing. Yeah. Um, we established he's, he's a, 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 a relatively experienced, well-trained dude. So he immediately goes into action. Um, let's do. I, I use a random name generator. His name is Rex. His name is Rex. Okay, very Rex. Cool. Nice. Yeah. Sounds like an asshole. Officer Rex. <laughs> Officer Rex. Officer Rex. Yeah, he's he's he actually knows Tyke, and, and he is a jerk. To yes, he's a, he's a complete <laughs> jerk to Tyke, but he's the kind of dude that if you know him, like if you're like if you're a stand up, like if if you're not like making trouble, he's the nicest dude ever. But he just seems constantly like he's an asshole. He's he's nice as Ed. Tycho is a a, a douche in the park. To Rex. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Yeah, so, I like Rex the cop. This is a failure, but it does generate one advantage. So I think what that advantage is going to be is that he is able to uh, stop, like, get everybody out of the building. And I think he's able to, like, grab you so that you're a little bit better positioned. So I think he, he uh, makes it so that you're no longer engaged. So you guys are just at the short range band with it now. So um, uh, yeah. he, has, uh, he has taken charge of the situation. Um that brings us to the top of the order. 
Um, who wants to take this one? Again, it does not have to be the same as before. If one of you got an idea for what you want to do, um, if one of you think you, you would be acting quickly, um, then that can happen as well. Um, Sounds like the GM's going to have to decide nobody stepped okay, up. Okay, that's totally fine. Um, I'm actually going to go straight to Zed. Um, okay. So Zed, um, the first thing that happens, uh, e- even b- uh, before you get to act, is uh, actually, why don't you roll me a vigilance check? Uh, uh, easy. Uh, so one purple okay. die. So one purple die. Yep. Let's see. Uh, I have a failure and two advantage. Okay. So, um, excellent. Okay, the advantage is this is going to happen right now. So you oh. hear, you, you don't see the source, but you hear this reverberating snap. Um. And the whole scene turns sepia tone. Um, everything just becomes very still all of a sudden. Um, you are bleeding, and it is particularly painful at the moment. And you see um, the the corpse. Uh, I, I hesitate to use that word, but the corpse of Jeremiah um, sort of shuffles a moment. Um in fact, you think at first that he's having a seizure until it stands upright. Um, uh, it, it, oh. it almost immediately falls back down again, and you see his head like loll a little bit, like like it's being like something is trying to move it. Um, and then it I'm... it lifts itself up a little bit and shudders, and you see this dark mist uh, uh, come out of the corpse of your patient. Um, and it coalesces in front of you into a humanoid shape, uh, uh, a, a relatively handsome man, sort of, kind of uh, uh, looking like Jeremiah um, in a, uh, a dark red and black suit. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's phasing in and out just a little bit, uh, so it doesn't seem fully in, uh, in reality. Um, but he stands in front of you and he goes, mm, I guess you'll do. And then he re-vaporizes uh, 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 a little bit, and you see this black mist just shoot into your chest, and you begin convulsing. Um, you have your own seizure, um, and I believe you are going to go straight into your mongrel form from here. Oh, ooh, okay. And go ahead and take your turn with that. Yeah, uh, so... As the mist like rushes in, I imagine it's actually going into the wound oh, and like sealing good. it off. Yeah, yeah. that's and, really like, good. Suddenly, like the body starts to swell up and like cracks in the skin with red light coming out start to swell. And suddenly, like one hand bursts out of the flesh of the human, and now it's a large red claw with talons. Um his eyes begin to smoke and turn yellow and um, like little bits of flame come out. Uh, He sprouts these large uh, dark iron colored uh, horns and a red tail kind of comes out as all of the, what, what you would consider to be the human flesh has just kind of burned off and fallen off of him. He's now a foot taller. He's almost seven feet tall. 
um, brawny as hell, uh, which is a good, uh, you know, descriptor for Barazel the demon. Uh, so in in addition to what normally happens uh, or what would normally happen, I want you to heal two wounds as well. Okay. Yeah, and uh, Barazel, seeing a challenger, is going to attack. Okay. Because n- nothing's as strong as Barazel. At least he thinks so. Yeah, so it'll be against melee uh, uh, with one upgrade. Okay. So one red, one uh, one purple. All right, and that's I I I love that so much. Uh, that's Colby, right? That said that a cigar just yeah. appears in his mouth. That's good <laughs> stuff. So Barzell got two successes with his claws. Who boy? Um, so uh, that is um, Braun. So four damage plus one for each one. So yep. So six. Uh, six points of damage. Okay. I think uh, I think how this looks is um, well. So you're you've got like claws. Are they like um like long uh like almost like like long clawy things or are they just like what you would? Yeah. Yeah. So Barazel is the iron demon, Ooh. and so he kind of has almost like um the claws that uh. What's Wolverine's enemy? She has like the long claws. Um, Not Sabretooth. What's the other one? No, it's... uh... Anyway, he's got these long metal claws Mm -hmm. that come out and they're like razor sharp. Almost like Freddy Krueger. Can they be kind of like, look kind of like cast irony rather than like uh, like steel? Yeah. They're kind of like... Kind of rusted a little bit. Yeah, that like burnished dark metal. And maybe they even like have a little like uh, inner heat glowing from them. Um, so I think yeah. you just rake these claws against this thing. There is this otherworldly screeching uh, of of you know hell metal on metal um, as you just rip these big long gashes in this thing, and you yeah, see my age. That's Freddy Krueger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and you see this like like a, a dark. Uh, almost slightly purple kind of black substance sort of like ooze out of bits of the wound and this thing just like screeches and rears up and like centers itself up towards you you are engaged um uh, do you have yeah, a new- and go ahead uh i mean he's just gonna laugh at <laughs> come get some very good very very good i love it i love it i love it um uh, I think uh, I think it is going to do exactly that. Um, did did your uh, melee defense change at all? Um, uh, no, my defense doesn't change. Okay. My soap goes up by one though. Oh, cool, 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 cool. That's good. Maybe a little more explanation yeah. for the folks of what just happened. Doctor Zed just yeah. turned into what? Yeah. So Doctor Zed uh, is possessed by a demon named Barazel. And when Dr. Zed goes unconscious, he turns into this thing. Um, we're using the mongrel uh, rules that you can find uh, in, the, in the handbook. Basically, uh, he gets buffer. He recovers all of his strain threshold. Um, so his brawn goes up by one, his agility goes up by one, and his intellect and willpower are reduced by one. Beyond that, I think let's... And then he gets he gets the claws. Yeah, yeah. let's let's let the rest of it lie and we can explore it as we go. Um uh, I think this thing is gonna 
Wait, I think I've got wrong the wrong dice. Gosh dang it. See, even I'm getting used to this. Okay. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Ooh, lady Deathstrike apparently yes. is the lady you were looking for. That's the one. Okay. So it it full on misses you. Um, but I think, um, but it generated three threats. Um, and I think, uh, uh, the thing that happens is that he, it basically like, it misses you with these sharp objects, but it barrels into you with the force. And I think, uh, Barazel is still not fully used to this new form. Um, and I mm-hmm. think you basically get knocked, uh, knocked prone. Um, uh, okay. so that's, uh, uh, it'll take a, a maneuver to stand back up and you'll have a, a black die to, to things until you do. Um, okay. And then we will move to whoever's going to be next in the PC lineup. Uh, we're actually going to have your horror go first, but, um, who's going to go next? I'll go next. Okay. All right. So, um, Tyke, I think, uh, you, you're pretty well hidden and in shock. Um, so I think, uh, I think the thing that happens here is you are hearing probably the most horrific thing that you've ever heard in your life. Um, not only did you, did you just witness your friend's death, but now there are multi, like, all of the things you can imagine uh for for from a massacre happening um like not visibly to you but it happening audibly and um it it is terrifying and i think uh, there's a moment where this thing um like slams a, a, a in a, a group of people into like a building nearby and it comes into view and i think you just are shaking you're, you're like physically shaking now because it can almost see you. Maybe you like scoot, you like are about to try and scoot a little bit away from the thing. Um, so you're still hiding from it, but you like, you are physically unable to move for it for like a half of a moment. Um, uh, and you just see it smash into this, this large skyscraper, um, uh, at the bottom where it's still mostly glass and you just can feel the rumbling of this thing under strain um, as it takes out a series of people. What do you do? So like I'm looking at it right now, right? Yeah, you can see it right now. And I, and, and at least for the, like you can definitely move and everything. Um, It's just like this moment, like you are, you are fully, excuse me, fully in shock. Yeah. I think in this split moment before I like take off, I just think, with strong intent towards it, how just about how much I hate it Ooh. and how much I like resent it for killing Jeff and how it destroyed my sign so, and how this is the worst day I've ever had. <laughs> so, and I've not been feeling good about myself for like months. <laughs> I think you're like, like almost not not quite like seizing but you're like you're i think you're like physically shaking at this point like to the point you are you are at the point now that you are at your 100 percent emotional stress limit and i think you are just staring at this thing and right as those you know like scintillating slits in its you know front area its head area turn and like lock gaze with you there's just this spike of hate in your mind um and i would like you to roll a side check a side check yes against uh two 
or uh, one red and a purple. So that would use your psi uh, uh, skill, and I believe we decided on presence, or did we decide on willpower for that? I don't remember. Okay, no, I think we I think we went with willpower. Okay, yeah. So yeah, it'll be uh, greens equal to your willpower upgraded for the number of psi you have um, uh, against one red and one purple, and oh, yeah. and a black die because you're in shock. Your hatred radiates from you, but this thing has no outward. Sorry, I'm just confused about the like. Am I using a specific one of my skills? Yeah, you should. Or... You should have. Uh, let me let me look real quick. Um, but there should be a skill. Um, yeah, there's three extra that. skills that that cover like different components. One's extra sensory. One is mind over matter, and one is projection. The one I was specifically oh, okay. thinking of was projection. Okay. Um, like I'm shooting like a psionic energy, like yeah, into its brain. Basically, I, I, I think that makes sense. Um, uh, let me let me pull it up just to make sure. But well, yeah, I can figure that out. Yeah, I I think that makes sense. So uh, uh, I didn't realize they were broken up like that. Yeah, go ahead and make make a projection uh, uh, check then. Um, okay, so that it will will that be my willpower and then just upgrade one of the dice because of my rank is that how that works yeah yeah exactly so what's your willpower okay uh it's four it's four so three greens and one yellow yeah yeah if, if you've got one rank in uh in projection then three greens and one yellow yeah and, and then what was the difficulty die be, there's the one black uh yeah one black one purple one red all right See what we get here. Dice pools. One despair and two successes. Oh, that's cool. Uh, okay. <laughs> your your hatred emanates from you, and that thing has no emotion. It's just metal. Yeah. So, um, th- this definitely works. So, something fundamental inside of you breaks, like something that is a core piece of you just stops being part of you it ceases to to be a part of you something inside you breaks maybe it's your sanity maybe it's just your ability to endure a situation maybe it's something else but something breaks and it becomes manifest i I want you to describe how this looks as you slam psychic energy into this thing yeah so i think sort of the thing that's, br- I think, in this moment of watching all these people get killed and seeing Jeff cut down right in front of me, I basically know that like my all my superficial like pursuits for like acting and just conning people and stuff are just so meaningless and never going to ever happen. And like, what's true is like this entity now, and like, there's just this concussion of like blue psychic energy that like discharges not not just from my head but like from my entire body and projectile launches towards this metal thing yeah i think it like does this like weird like outline thing of you and sort of like like pulls out and then and then like gathers in like a few like single points so it's like needle sharp just like shooting towards this thing and and it does it like stabs like directly into its side um uh uh and and you you like riddle this thing with a few small holes and this is just as it's turning to face you and it it sort of like is buffeted it it uh it gets pushed back a little bit and it rears up towards you um you do still have a maneuver if you would like to use it 
Yeah, I think, I mean, for like a split second, this is super weird and I have no idea what just happened because I've never done anything like that before. Um, but once I, but it's almost sort of like in making that motion, I also realize, oh, I don't fight things. I run away. I run from Rex every Saturday when he comes by and just messes with me. So like, I'm going to like take off into like whatever covered wooded area is still maybe around me. I, I love this so much. Yeah. So, so you, you do this and you're like, I don't fight and you just turn and book it. Um, uh, that's beautiful. Um, that will bring us to uh, another horror. Whose horror is it gonna be? Carl's ready. Carl's ready. Okay. So, um, this, uh, you have slightly distracted this, uh, this horror, um, so that it, it hesitates for a moment. Um, but not for very long. Um, and it turns on you because you're the largest target physically. Um, and it is going to take a swing at you. Um, uh, let's see. What is your, um, Gosh, I need to figure out how this works. <laughs> uh, uh, what is your brawn, I believe? Brawn? Yeah. Three. Three, okay. I believe that's how it works. And do you have any uh, ranged or physical, uh, uh, ranged or melee defense? Oh, yeah, I have melee and brawl. Do you, defense. do you have ranged or melee defense? Oh, those are just combat skills. Defense. I don't see it. They're, they're usually stats. Uh, they're, they're, they, it almost always comes from armor. It's not usually a thing. Yeah, armor would be a heavy coat. It's too sunny for that. Okay. All right, cool. I'm going to just do this. I'm sorry. My defense is at the top. There is zero defense. Okay, excellent. Perfect. Um, so that. New character sheets. Not used to those. That. <laughs> right. That's good for you. Okay, so it, it's a wash with... Um, one threat. <laughs> okay. So, okay. um, I think, uh, wh- what do we want this threat to be? What do you think, Carl? It's uh, again, the, the threat should be that it just bypasses me and goes for a kid because my reaction to that is going to be far more than it okay. attacking me. Yeah. Okay. I think, I think that makes sense. So I think, uh, I think it does go for you, but you, you're basically still right next to, these kids that you've pushed away. So it already went for one. It missed that, but it misses you just barely with this scythe. And I think it gets in like, it, I don't think it, I don't think it kills this kid, but um, it, it, it definitely is not happy. I think there is an injured uh, a, a teenager now um, uh, uh, in front of you. Um, that is going to be something you'll have to t- deal with. Um, and then um, it's going to be your turn. Uh, I think you also fall to the ground, um, I think is part of that. Uh, and again, you hear, you hear a, everything stops for a moment. The, the sound, the chaos, the screams, the, the, uh, maybe even you had your whistle in your mouth and you were blowing it. I think that's, that's a fantastic image. So I think you're like mid blow, the sound just stops suddenly um and everything's becomes very quiet and serene um almost idyllic sounding um uh, what you might expect from the sound at the top of a mountain or in the depth of a forest where there isn't very much wildlife 
and you hear the soft, very, very clearly, the only thing in your ears, you hear the soft footsteps of someone approaching. Um, they, they step way, way too many times, like a dozen or more times. It feels like an eternity as you are just laying there almost unable, basically unable to move. Um, and you see at, in front of you as they, they, they step in front of you, you see a pair of, um, uh, very simple black leather boots with, uh, a very ornate robe um, laying across the, the 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 rear parts of the boots. What do you do? Uh, do I have the wherewithal to look up? I think you do. I mean, at that's this point. Yeah, that's out of out of situation. Yeah, you you do at this point. You 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 feel your muscles sort of like catch up to whatever's going on, and you you're able to react. Uh, yeah, definitely. Just look up at the entity that just approached and try and stand. Yeah, you, you, your gaze follows up this beautiful, ornate, uh, deep black uh, robe with these bands of yellow um, uh, and uh, uh, a number of like sash garments and stuff like that, hanging beads and the like. You see uh, 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 holding uh, a couple of, to your eyes at least, strange implements at their side um, uh, and a staff, uh, a a pure white um, staff that at its midsection curves around into two serpents who are uh, looking into each other's eyes, sort of moving um, with each other um, in the air around this sort of like slight uh, white shimmer in the air around them. Um, And there is a a person of uh, uh, indiscernible gender, um, uh, uh, standing before you in in these ornate robes, um, looking down at you with this long, uh, very uh, ornately um, braided and decorated sort of like semi facial hair looking thing, um, and they sort of like look at you, um, uh, and they say in this strangely uh, overbearing resonant voice, "You may stand." I'll stand. Help the kids. That is what I'm doing, Carl Nelson. Look around you. Yeah. Look around. So you look around and you see that they're all frozen mid-place. They're unmoving. The, the, the creature that has been wreaking havoc here is also unmoving. Everything is standing still. Um, you didn't even notice it because you were you were so confronted with this person. But your whistle, in fact, is still in the spot near the ground where you were blowing it. the The cord around your neck broke when you stood up, and it's just floating there in the air with the broken cord splayed. And everything is still, perfectly still, frozen in time. I don't understand what's happening. You are at the moment of reckoning, Carl Nelson. Do you... Do you not understand? No. What is that thing? Why is it attacking us? Why is it here? Those answers will come in time, Carl Nelson. who are you? My name is Hekka. 
The rest is unimportant. You have a job to do. And they reach to their side and they um, sort of out of nowhere uh, in this like shimmering blue light uh, appearing in their hand is this pure golden sickle. Um, the the sort that uh, you know the the curved sort the sort of like like sickle scythe thing that that farmers might have used uh, like a shepherd's hook yeah 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 like a shepherd's hook but but uh, uh, sharp um, on, on the inside used for cutting like uh, hay and that stuff um, and she sort of like um, holds it towards you and you see that it is very ornately like it's it's adorned with these like like small and large gemstones um, up and down uh, in, in certain places. One in particular, a pure white diamond in the center of, of the where it begins to curve. Um, and she hands it to you um, and says, this will be the first of your implements. You will find the second in a very familiar place. F- familiar to who? To you, Carl Nelson, who else am I talking to? I, I don't understand. There's just, this isn't, it's, it's not right. You will make it right. And they raise their hand and with their middle finger, they sort of touch your forehead and you feel your body shudder um, and shake, um, sort of like, like kind of imperceptibly, like, like it's, it's, it's like a, uh, like almost like a shiver, but it happens everywhere at once in your body. And this blue light, uh, the same that that appear that the sickle appeared out of, sort of like flashes across your body in these ripples, um, and you feel this surge of power inside of you. And they say, "Good luck, Carl Nelson. It has come to you." And they fade into that same shimmering blue light. And what do I do with this thing? Very slowly. As you ask that question, everything around you around you begins to speed up and catch up into real time. So much so that you no. have the the uh, a moment to think about what you are going to do. You feel this power surging in you. You you have this sickle in your hand, and it feels somehow very right. Reach out with that hook, grab the goalpost, and slam it onto that creature. Holy crap! <laughs> What is Rapine. that? I reach out and grab that goalpost. Uh, how are you, are you are you are you doing it with the like physically with the hook, or are you like reaching out with this power, or or like both? I'm, I'm going to use the mixture of the power and and the 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 strange dispensation of time and space at this point in time, and just reach out the thirty mm. or twenty yards, mm. grab that goalpost, and pull it to me like a tuning fork, and pin that thing to the ground like a. a freaking warner brothers cartoon i dig the heck out of that um why don't you uh th- this is the first time you're doing this so um roll me a primal uh skill check um against we'll call this an a relatively easy thing to do and we'll call it average um but excuse me i'm going to give you a, a black die because this is the first time you're doing this okay so relatively simple check two purple dice yeah uh two purple dice uh, sorry uh, average is two purple dice yes yeah, and and a black and a black. Yep. And my primal is two, so I'm replacing two of my greens with two yellows. Yep. Uh, I think so it's. I have you have what? I have two yellows, one green, two purples, and a blue. Yep, that sounds right. 
Here we go. That's that's the sound I like to hear, guys. That's a roll. <laughs> Take me a moment. Welcome to our ASMR. Yes. <laughs> <Dice> ASMR. <laughs> so I have a total of one failure, two advantages. Okay. Oh, no. So your plan was to pull this thing down on the horror, right? Yes. So I I think you you don't succeed in, like, damaging it by doing that, but I think you do pull this thing to you. Um, And uh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to say you you don't quite get get it with enough force to like slam into this thing but you sort of like take a take a half second because uh, this is all new to you and you figure out how you can like use it as a big like weapon basically like uh, uh you know um it, sci-fi things often have those like hologram things where they move real stuff where you're just like moving your hand in real time or like yeah. avatar style where the dude has the in, is in the robot yeah. so you kind of get get used to this thing so that you can move your your sickle arm to the point where you can move this thing pretty effectively in air and i think it is a pretty kick-ass weapon um so you will have I, that available to you yeah, point that the kids can get away and i just dislodge this off that kid that got hurt yeah that i think that makes sense as well i think uh i think uh, uh you you have effectively with this you have made yourself not only the only obvious threat at this point to this thing um but you also uh, uh have positioned yourself uh in a way that that the the kids are going to be safe righteous um i think that's you so i think we're gonna go to goose's horror um at this point so uh goose uh you you very effectively moved away from this thing so it's gonna take its entire turn to try and move toward you um uh while it's doing that it is just crunching through the street um uh slashing at things and, and you can see uh like using using your sort of like you know, you, you know how to keep keep eyes on something while you're also running from it. Um, uh, you can see that it's it's like appendages are just slicing through the street like like nothing. Um, you know, this this concrete, the metal, nothing seems to really have much uh, 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 much in the way of resistance to this thing. Um, and as it approaches you, uh, like it closes the distance, but you you now have time to do what you're going to do to this thing. Um, I was thinking of trying to find a car to hotwire real quick, Ooh. but seeing it cut through metal and everything makes me think that might not be a great idea. I, I, I like that idea quite a bit and you guys have four advantages remaining. Um, so I'm inclined to, uh, to make that happen for sure. Like, I think, I think that would be uh, a good usage. Let's, we could speak a car to, let's, does anybody know what the easiest car to hotwire is? Old Volkswagen bus. Okay. Then I, and I think, I think Goose knows this, uh, 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 that, that the, you just happen to know that this is the easiest, uh, 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 car to hotwire. So if you, if you want to stick with that plan, um, I think there's a, there can be a Volkswagen bus right there that, that maybe even has the door open and everything because, uh, uh because of all of the chaos, somebody tried to get into it and then just thought running was a better idea. I think mm-hmm. if I take the rest of these advantages, you can, you can get into this car and start your, your getaway. All right. Yeah, no. Uh, well, I was also thinking of 
trying to ram the monster with it. Ooh, that's that also <laughs> sounds like a very very fun thing to do. Um, Screw my I'm gonna hit you with a bus. He, he runs up to the bus and is like, "Finally, these dang hippies are good for something." Um, let's call it. Um, <laughs> let's call hot wiring it skullduggery. So why don't you roll me a skullduggery check? Um, because this is established as the easiest um uh, card to hotwire. It'll just be one purple die. Um, and I think uh, again, you probably know that the the reason that you know that this is the easiest one to hotwire is you've done it before. So I'll also give you a blue die because this is this should not go wrong. I hope so. We all While he's rolling. I think. I think this is actually like some like bands band van. Like there's like subwoofers in the back, and like instruments, and I like just, the guy that was driving just got freaked out and ran away. Performers. For- so what? Um, what would you would you roll, Goose? Got three successes and an advantage. Okay, very cool. <laughs> so what is the incredibly loud? Uh, uh, rock metal, uh, something song that plays uh, when this turns on. Like, what what does it sound like when this happens? Uh, I think it butters for a second, and then as soon as it comes on, uh, it actually starts playing. All you need is love by the Beatles. <laughs> yes, <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it so much. That's fantastic. Oh. Um, so yeah, it sputters for a minute and then and then uh, revs on and then just blaring at the at. It is just unacceptable how loud this is. Nobody, nobody in their right mind could listen to music this loud, but for whatever reason, it is this loud and it just begins blaring. You rev up and I think you do a quick little. Uh, are, are you gonna? Ram it, or are you going to run away? I'm going to try to ram. All right, yeah, you do a cool little uh, 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 spin trick, uh, and and uh, I I think this is literally just a maneuver to drive into the thing. Um, so let's do uh, let's do a, a driving check um, uh, for that Oof. as well. Piloting, or uh, I think it's um, I think it is piloting. Driving, mm-hmm. is I, piloting's actually aircraft. Yeah, I think and, piloting and, is an aircraft. Um, Oh. And uh, how hard is that going to be? Um, we'll call it melee. So we'll call it two. Uh, well, one purple and a <laughs> and a and a red. All right. Yeah, driving's an agility discipline. Oh, there you go. All right. Uh, Make it rain, goose. Oh, oh. Also, rule of cool. So add a blue die. Uh, you've got. Cool. Yeah, you've got. All you need is love. This is. By far, no offense, y'all, but this is by far the most badass thing that has happened. So it deserves a black die or a blue die just because it's it. It has to work. Like, <laughs> so I got a despair and two advantage. Uh, that leads to a question: Have we established what story points are and what oh. we're doing with it? using it yet that's dude that's a real great point um there are four story points in the player pool and one story point in the dm pool every session so uh you can use those to do a lot of crazy bs um uh including affecting this role you can either upgrade your die or you can uh you know make something uh uh uh, speak something into existence so uh yeah you can you can totally uh use one of those to affect the situation 
Well, I actually have an ability called Lucky Break. Ooh. Once per session, your character may spend a story point after failing any check to re-roll that check and add one blue to the re-roll. Excellent, excellent. I think nice. that is fantastic. <laughs> uh, yeah, go ahead and roll it. So we'll have two story points in the DM pool, three in the player pool, and uh, you you re-roll that check with two blue die instead of one. Uh. One success, one threat. Okay, that's that is amazing. Um, all right, y'all. Um, can the threat be that the thing just convertibles that van? I think <laughs> yes. Okay, the van is totally fully operational, but it has no top. So I uh, yes, this is fantastic. Um, and I think it is crunched a little bit as well because you are you are full on ramming this thing, um, as well. Uh, so let's see one, one success let's call this uh, uh five damage so you're gonna do six damage to this thing um with a van <laughs> okay <laughs> this is very onward um as it uh, like lobs the top off the van destroying the windows my eyes go wide and just you hear the click of the lock going on the door <laughs> <laughs> oh that's good as hell um and then are you gonna uh so you have quite a bit of momentum are you gonna speed away or are you gonna try and position yourself for the next uh ram thanks speeding away at that point okay cool so you speed speed away uh towards the city center um that is the end of the second round um so that will bring us right back around to the first pc slot again and you guys have oh we're done with the black die on tyke you guys have one and one pool of pooled advantage remaining as well and goose bales <laughs> oh oh no he successfully got away he, yeah he <laughs> successfully got away there he is. that was cool i liked how it just switched you guys randomly that was real fun yeah that was weird uh, robin what are you posting uh, something uh, i i think carl's gonna oh my pick post up again and just swing it again full swing baby okay yeah um i i i really like this um uh, I, I think again because you, your advantage you got used to how this thing swings so you'll have a blue die um, so I, I think we'll call this primal um, uh, unless you want to call it just melee um, I'm okay with that also I mean primal's the way to go because I just got this given to me okay and yeah I'm something way out of the ordinary this this is a high school football goal post yeah swinging around like a like a, a wiffle ball bat yeah okay yeah so uh, go ahead do that and what is the, what is the defense oh, of the it's critter? Oh, it's melee, so it is. Uh, it's it's normally two upgraded ones, so one red, one purple. One red, one purple. Yep. It's my yellows and green. The ASMR for everybody. We are actually pushing time, so um, one, this two, might be the three. last thing that happens. One, two, three. I have a wash with two advantages. A wash with two advantages. Okay. My goodness. There we go. Just going to share this real quick because um, that's what Robin sent me. Um, okay. Wash with two advantages. So um, this thing like sweeps it. above its head. Um, uh, and I, I'm going to say probably what that advantage is, is that you're able to push it so that uh, you are, you are essentially perfectly positioned. You get it, uh, uh, you get it prone so that it is, um, uh, it's uh, going to have a, a a, a black die to certain things or it has to stand on its next turn which is going to be just a second um 
And I think you you essentially get it uh, because of that. It's not going to be able to attack you um, uh, because it's going to have to use two two kids to run. Yeah, yeah, perfect. So, and I, I think I think that fully um, fully gets all of the kids into safety, um, except for the one that is injured. Um, uh, which you, you, I think you notice as you're because you're probably standing like very near them. Um, you notice that it is not a very bad injury. Um, it it's uh, just to like. Basically, it, it will make it hard for them to to run at the moment. So it's like a uh, some sort of leg injury, but it is it is not life threatening in any way. Um, so uh, we'll move on to it. Uh, it stands and it will move to you uh, because that is what it can do at the moment. Um, and then we will move on. We will move to the next set. Who's going to be the next uh, PC? I think Doctor Zed's going to stand up, and I mean uh, Barazel. Barazel, okay. All right, so uh, Berazel said, uh, w- what was it you said? Come at me, essentially? Yeah, come at me, bro. Okay, so I think, it, uh, again, it's going to do just that very thing, um, and it is going to attempt to uh, do some nasty, nasty stuff to you. It's going to, in fact, do some nasty, nasty stuff to you. Um, so you will uh, uh, take, uh, can't do math, uh, si- uh, again, six points of damage to your wound threshold. Um, uh, as it slices towards you, um, uh, and I, I think, I think it, 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 you can also tell that this thing is, uh, relatively intelligent at this point, um, uh, because it goes for your weak side, um, and again, Berezel's still not super used to this form, uh, so yeah, you will take that damage, and then it will be your turn. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> Berezel's gonna stand up, because he was prone, so that'll get rid of that black die. Um, and he's just gonna kind of shake it off, bring his hands up like this, and say, Burn! and snap his fingers and push his hands forward and shoot out a flame, uh, kind of like a flamethrower on this creature. Very, very good. Using Arcana. Um, yeah, roll me that Arcana. <clears throat> okay, two purple. I uh, let's say one actually because there is in one? no way shape or form uh, so just one red actually because it upgrades uh, there, it is in no way shape or form okay. prepared for this okay that's lit uh, he got two successes and three advantage so um, I don't think spells crit but um, that he is going to use those advantages to put the burn property on this guy. Okay, cool. Yeah, what is the burn property doing? Is that like um, ongoing damage? So, uh, yeah, it will apply damage at the start of each of its turns, uh, which is the same damage it's about to take. Okay, and uh, until it takes a maneuver to put put it out. Okay. Um, does is uh the damage you're about to give me is it by passing soak? Uh, it's yeah, it's a spell. So, okay. um, I don't think it bypasses soak, but it bypasses uh, defense. Okay, that makes sense. Um, okay, so, yeah, yeah. What is that damage? Uh, so the burning is plus one. So with two successes, that's going to be five, um, total damage and he's on fire. Okay, cool. (laughs) So he'll just take five each round until he takes a maneuver to put himself out. 
which is an average difficulty check. Okay, average difficulty to put himself out. Very cool. All right. Uh, Berezel speaks it into existence. He says burn, and it burns. Um, you see this... this uh, 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 it... It's sort of like, uh, very much like a an insect on a hot plate. Um, uh, uh, sort of like, uh, it, it kind of cooks inside of its exoskeleton um, a little bit, especially because it's metal. It's a very particularly good conductor of heat, um, and so this thing it just get it gets white hot with your devil fire, um, and it uh, it is in real real bad shape. Um, that will bring us to whoever is the next uh, PC. Uh, your horror is about to do some stuff. Who wants to go? Sure, I can go. All right, Goose. Um, so you are, I think you're probably a short range away from this thing because of momentum. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it is going to get up to the van and it's going to crunch yeah. crunch at the van. Yeah. Um, That's fair. So let's do this. Um, holy crap, y'all. Um, Uh-oh. one advantage for you, for y'all. Um, oh, yes. So I, what do you think happens? He, he, so its intention was definitely to immobilize this threat. Uh, uh, so that 100% doesn't happen. What happens in your guys's favor instead? Hmm. I kind of like the idea of it like slinging one of its claws or whatever down on the van and part of it like breaking off so yeah. that we could like ex- inspect it later. Ooh, I like that a lot. Um, yeah, I, I think it, it stabs right into like the, um, the chassis area. And, and I think you hear this like just horrible, uh, a very very loud crack um and you sort of like do a little dip back and like look um and you see just the very like like a few inches of the of the tip of his uh like scythe appendage has broken off uh into this big hole in the side of the van and i think it also in that process it also like scooted you along a little bit um so it moved you back into the short short range range band so now that it's your turn, you're right. a full range band away. Um, and if you if you so desire, you can start scootalooting. Uh, well, first I'm going to use, uh, I guess, my action to change the radio to NPR. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then just floor it. Okay. Do you turn it down at all as well? Or do you leave it that no, low? No. Leave it <laughs> it's up. It's blaring right now. So it's like, oh my gosh, what's playing right now? I got to know what's playing. It's a, it's Maybe a, an episode of like This American Life. Oh, that's so good because it's Wednesday. It's like one of their weird days. Yes, it's an episode of This American Life. What is the, what is it on? Because it's got to be on something just buck wild. Oof, I don't know. Does anyone have any ideas? Yeah, just, just the Wheat Festival in the Midwest. The yeah, Wheat Festival sure. in the Midwest. What? What? <laughs> What American life? About a festival in the Midwest that celebrates wheat. Okay, all right. They're talking about a wheat festival in the Midwest. Very cool. Anybody got a name for this wheat festival? Waves of grain. Waves of grain is really good. What about? I like. Uh, what about what about Haymageddon? There you go. All right. Yeah, Haymageddon. I'm sold on it. Name. Oh, it could be Haystock. I think there you go. 
Haste dog. Haste dog. Like this? Like haste dog? Is that how that works? Where'd you type it? In the in the notepad. Look at the center of the screen. Notepad. Yeah. That what? Like Woodstock, but Haystock. Yeah. Stock was yeah. Was, yeah. So it'd be Haystock. Mm-hmm. Is it? Wait, is that how? No, Woodstock is S T O C K. So yeah, they're different. Um, it's, it's supposed to be like a. It's kind of like a pun. Yeah. That's yeah. Exactly. Mix- I also like the comment, the capital grains. The capital <laughs> grains. That's so good. Uh, I think, oh, here's what it is. Here is it. It's it's called Haystock, but the capital grains are a band and they're like headlining it. <laughs> they told me they're doing, playing a Beatles cover. They probably are. You you know, you know yeah. them. Or like a, a Iron and Wine or something like that. Who knows? Um, okay. That was fantastic. Um, uh, what would you, yeah. What would you, uh, what, what would you like to do with your, your turn? The rest of us is driving away as fast okay. as we can. Very cool. Um, if you want to take a two strain, you can get all the way into the long range band. I'll do it. Okay. There you go. Um, you are, uh, that thing. Yeah. You are quite far away. Uh, where are you headed? Uh, I think I need a drink, so I'm heading to the bar. Okay, very cool. Um, I think that brings us to Tyke. Um, so, let's see. This thing just got brain needle stabbed by you. It locked eyes on you. Um, it's at medium range right now, so it can only close to short. Um, if it takes... Uh, actually, you know what? It's going to take... Uh, uh, take a couple of, of strain and it's going to move all the way to engage. So it comes right up on you um, to the point that it is, it is like you, you are sitting here next to this or, or you, you, you sort of uh, 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 scrambled away into like trying to get like full on cover. Um, so I think it like smashes through one of these uh, uh, chess orb things um, and it is it, it like looms up over the like bushes that you are hiding in um, and it is now directly above you um, and it is your turn. Yeah, so I think we're definitely going to find out that Tyke is not the fighter in the group. <laughs> that is not what Tyke does. You just um, this thing and, and you're not going to fight it? What? <laughs> you just mentally slap the thing and you're not going to fight it? Hey, that was a that was a moment of passion, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What we that, do that was our- that, that's, that's something he does when he when, when he feels the feels. Yeah. What we do at our worst uh, is not is not the norm. Yeah. Um, now he could slap this thing around with the amount of fear he is feeling. Um, yeah, I'm also just like getting a feel for what these like things are that he can do. Yeah, um, totally. Apparently, that slap. So, Jeff. Yeah, he. Um, he is still going to keep running. Okay. Um, but this is gruesome as heck, but see if this changes your mind at all. Um, I think okay. uh, stepping right in front of you, like maybe a foot away, one of these appendages like stabs into the ground. You see it sort of like do that, like uh, uh, like 
uh, where it stabs in and like the the concrete breaks around it a little bit. There's this like hole and just hanging on part of the back of the appendage where it sort of gets thinner, um, I think is like Jeff's jacket. Um, like the thing that is like his signature jacket. Um, and it is like staring you directly in the face. Oh, it's like right in front of me. Yeah. In fact, you could probably reach out and touch it. It is so close. <laughs> Why do all the skills have to be so complicated? Yeah, we're just gonna like. Don't worry about it. Just pick a uh, skill and and tell me what you want to do, or just or just tell me what you want to do. Or run. <laughs> yeah, I want to. Okay, so I am dead set on running. And I don't know the details of all these skills, but there is some ability I have. I can use my extra sensory to kind of like, I can get like a flash of the future and like, and use that to weave around. Like basically I'm trying to see where he's going to hit me before he actually goes for it and then dodge that place. Yeah. Do you have that? uh, Do you have the talent in front of you? Oh, it's not a talent. It's like a, is it part of the? It's actually part of the ex- extra sensory skill, so yeah. that you can oh, okay. like literally predict something that's going to happen. That's so, like cool. white flashes of light giving so, you sort of a yeah. Let's real... just uh, let's just have you roll an extra sensory uh, check. Um, uh, okay. Let's. Uh, I, I let's call it easy. So one red because it's upgraded once. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna probably retain that uh that black die from you not. Ever okay. done this before. So one red, one black against your extra sensory. Okay. Uh, I don't know what uh, ability the extra sensory plays off of. I think it's whatever I want it to be. Actually, like I'm not sure for that. Or no, it says somewhere. I would assume plays off his willpower. Yeah, I would assume that they're. I think all, it's willpower. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're all based off of your like casting. You say a red and a black. Yeah, a red and a black. Yeah. Okay. I got two successes and one disadvantage. Okay. Very cool. Wow. Um so yeah, describe what this looks like. What what happens in your head? Like uh d- yeah, describe this whole this whole process for us. Yeah, so I I am having like this weird butterfly effect sort of thing going on where like I like my brain is sort of breaking, but I'm still doing things where I'm getting flashes of where the monster is going to hit. Like, like basically I get flashes of if I move here, I'll end up getting whacked. So I dodge it and move to an, a different direction. Yeah. Um, so, I so think, I'm just sort of like, I think what happens darting then, around it's little, what? So I, I think what happens is you see you see Jeff's jacket like flapping the breeze a little bit in front of you as this thing, and I think you actually have a legit full on couple of second vision um for a bunch of different like branches of how this could go. You see one where you get totally torn to pieces. Um I think this is the threat, is that you see your death happen like six times. Um and you feel it really, really intensely. And I'm gonna give you two strain uh for that. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you for two strain. Um that jacket's in every threat. Say what? That threat, that jacket's in every threat. No matter where he oh. goes, that jacket 
That's so good. And yeah, the jacket is super, super prevalent in all of it. And I think the best part about this is that the one we're do, we're doing full end game here. The one where you succeed is the one where you grab the jacket. Um. So how does this? What does this look like as you grab the jacket and get away from this thing? Yeah. So I've seen all these visions. I know the exact path to take, and so I'm just dodging around its appendages and its scythe th- razor blades that are trying to cut me, and like. I sort of like have to duck under and slide like sort of like, I guess under this like bushed area mm-hmm. um, like this hedgerow or something. And I snag his jacket as I'm like sliding under and you like baseball slide, grab the jacket. It like rips down the center, but otherwise it's like almost entirely intact other than, you know, the gruesome stuff about it. And then you like, slide yeah, like all, up all, all over it and you like yeah. do like a half kick up back and you are just running. Um. Uh. Where are you headed? Oh, I'm running to the bar. Hell yes. You need a drink in a situation like this. I just saw like apparently my mentor and my idol cut down right in front of me. So, uh, what happens next is three of you. Well, two of you kind of uh, arrive at the bar almost simultaneously. Um. So, Tyke. Uh, you you run up uh, uh, to the outside of this bar. You see a gaping hole in Zed's clinic across the street. Uh, again, you guys all know each other. Uh, we can go a- after that a little bit uh, or uh, talk about that a little bit. Um, you see a gaping hole in this clinic uh, across the street. Uh, you don't know what exactly is going on there. And right as that happens, Goose, you skid up uh, in front of the bar uh, next to Tyke, who is... Yeah, in, in this... In this <laughs> convertible van with these jagged metallic horrific lines cut through the top um i have to ask jacob are you wearing the jacket at this point or are you just like holding it oh i'm just holding it i'm not just holding it and oh yeah i did forget thank you uh honey bear it is just straight <laughs> blasting npr at an absurd volume um yes Actually, I'm going to go with that I am wearing the jacket and also look very approvingly at Goose's ride. Yes. Like, I really like the, like, post-apocalyptic hippie Mad Max vibe progressive <laughs> radio that's going on. It's very good. And I think right at that moment, um, uh, uh, the through the hole in Zed's clinic uh, bursts not only one of these horrors, but Zed with some differences um you see uh zed crash to the ground with this uh horror sort of like tackling him out of the hole um you see him with these horns and tail and red arm uh uh uh, going on um and just this this giant thing is just on fire as all get out it is definitely zed like it's wearing his lab coat and everything but it's like torn in places he's bleeding from the side and he has this like red tint to his skin um correct me if i'm does that sound about right nick yeah, uh, actually, like his skin is a a dull, like rusted iron color, uh, but he still has his normal facial features. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that's kind of grotesque is his kneecaps have actually reversed direction. Ooh, satyr like. So he Ooh. steps, yeah, kind of like a satyr. Uh, but yeah, uh, he still has regular human feet, so it's kind of just really gross and grotesque. That's that's horrifying. And so that happens, yeah. um, and you all see him. 
you definitely recognize him as Zed, um, but it, there is something has gone very, very wrong. Um, and then the radio goes into static for just a moment um, while I try and... What the heck? My thing is not working. Hold on. Um, the radio goes to a really deep static for uh, for just a moment. Um, and I smack the dashboard. Uh, right as you smack the dashboard, you hear a jingle. Do, 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 do. IS Corp. And then a voice begins talking. Carl, we're gonna, we, we, we take just a split look back at Carl um, as you are uh, uh, waving this big goalpost um, over these uh, these kids' heads uh, or this, this monster's head uh, as you see the, the kids running away. And um, you see uh, over the loudspeaker that comes uh, through the stadium, you hear that same um, that same jingle, do 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 do, IS Corp, and then you hear a voice coming through. Um, to some of you, it is actually a pretty um, a pretty familiar. In fact, most of you, it's a familiar voice. And I think those of you outside the street, outside of Fitz's uh, clinic, you actually see there's like a, a screen in the bar um, right next to you that you can see, and you see. Uh, uh, this person, the same thing happens like static closes on that screen and this person comes up on it Um, and you see a man that you have seen at the bar a number of times it's a young man wearing an ill-fitting suit with an uh, uh, that just looks like the richest thing you've ever seen and you've seen this dude in in the bar a number of times, late nights business guy like and he sort of sits in front on a uh, uh, behind a desk, looking towards this camera. Um, and you guys, you hear uh, Carl, you hear this over the loudspeaker. You all hear this over the radio and see him doing this on the television. Um, uh, and he like does the whole like paper thing and like uh, lays it down. And he clears his throat. He says, <clears throat> "Good, good, good afternoon, people of the world. <clears throat> I, I am Liam Fitzsimmons." But uh, but my friends and associates call me Fitz. Uh, I, they they don't need to know that. Um, just get to the point. Um, any, anyway, I am I am a representative of IS Corp America. We are a a global. It doesn't matter who we are, really. He 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 sort of looks down and like puts his head hand on his forehead and he takes a second to compose himself. Um, uh, and and you see as this happening, um, this horror sort of like just tears itself into the building next door into into Zed's clinic just ripping pieces across and uh and Carl back at you you are like fighting with this horror physically yeah, whack, like just uh, whapping it and it's getting these swipes at you um we see uh like uh, uh, the uh, the three of you are like at this point probably fighting this thing um in the moment we definitely see Barazel just going ham on this thing um and and he he sort of takes a moment to the the, the person uh, on the screen takes a moment to compose themselves. He says, so, "Some of you may already have encountered the horrors that have begun appearing out of nowhere, and the strange no changes apparent across the globe." IS Corp is making this broadcast to tell you not to panic. Gunshots happen from uh, uh, from uh, uh, Goose's revolver. Your, your friends are still your friends. The world is still your world. And we, IS Corp, are here to help. 
We have been aware of this imminent change and have prepared ourselves to assist in the transition. See now footage of an IS Corp team neutralizing a horror in a controlled environment. And as you guys... Why won't you die? <laughs> yeah, as you guys are actively... Yeah, yeah. Zed says this and just like lands a giant clawed fist into this into the side of this thing. Um, as you guys are dealing with this, uh, 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 you, you see pop up on the screen. Maybe we're seeing this from uh, Tyke's eyes because maybe you're not 100% taking part in this uh, particular fighting bit. Um, but you see footage come up of what looks like, like an underground warehouse. Um, and there is one of these horrors in the center of it, just being shot with, uh, with uh, assault rifles um, blasted with these big, like balls of energy. Um, uh, and it, it, by this uh, circle of, of people that are wearing like super high tech SWAT looking, uh, um, like military gear in in full black with a big uh, blue uh, uh, lettering that says IS Corp uh, C O R P on, on the front, um, and then uh, and and then it it cuts as as they kill this thing and put it down into the ground right as you guys are about to do the exact same thing to the one in front of you, um, it cuts back to 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 Fitz and he says and and following here is an IS Corp counselor helping a couple come to terms with their differences. Um, and it's like back all with a goalpost. <laughs> and, yeah. And then, and then we see, we see Carl smacking this thing into the, like physically into the ground, into this like divot in the earth uh, with his goalpost. And, and then we cut back to this footage of, of a very counselor office looking thing, except you can tell that there are like bars on the, on the windows. And it's like very sort of like bunker underground bunker esque. And there's a, a, a young, a young couple um, uh, sitting in a chair in front of this person with a clipboard. Um, it, and it looks like a normal uh, therapy session, except that one of them has green skin, um, a, a, a sort of like a uh, 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 pig like nose and little like tusks coming out of their mouth. Um, and they sort they sort of like look concerned and nod a little bit. You see uh, uh, the therapist say something with, with no audio. And then they sort of like look at each other teary eyed and like they, they hold hands. Um, and, uh, and then the footage ends again and it goes back to Fitz and he, he looks dead into the camera and says, we are coming to you around the globe to offer our help. We have mobilized teams to a select few cities to exemplify our unique ability to handle this situation. However, we cannot do so freely. We are calling on world governments to supply us with a number of resources before we begin full efforts in their locations. This is costly work. And I think we see a moment where uh, uh, just bullets fly. Uh, like you are, uh, I think, Goose, you like reload your revolver and then just in the side of this burning thing you just unload the whole clip as uh zed is like ripping open part of it um to expose it and this thing starts to stop moving finally um and uh fitz con uh, uh, continues if you are a leader in your community you can contact us at this number this email address and these social media links and they pop up on screen in turn to request our aid. I caution you, do not wait. Do not assume your militaries and social infrastructures can handle this. I guarantee they cannot. Call IS Corp to keep you safe. And then you hear that same do 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 IS Corp bringing the future to the present. And the broadcast goes to static and NPR begins blaring again from the radio and we cut to black. That is where we will end for today.
thank you all uh, for coming by. Uh, I really appreciate it. Um, anybody have anything yeah. to say before we head out? Anything to plug? We appreciate everybody uh, coming and watching. Tell your friends. Yes, thank you so much, guys. Uh, 11 we, viewers. We do, it. we do have a Discord, RPGs Anonymous. We do, yes. We do have a, his, a Discord. Um, I think I can... I can grab a link for it if you guys want to talk for a sec. Yeah, it'd be great for you to grab a link because I'm not ready to. I just, I just yeah. saw, I saw one of our lovely peoples mention it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Carl, uh, Carl's having fun figuring this out. I do think for a split second, as the screen is fading to black, you hear Goose yelling at the bartender asking for the Wi-Fi password again. Yeah, <laughs> that's so good. Oh, that's Poor so Dave. Good. Yes. Uh, Poor Dave. Oh. Yeah, Dave, the owner of the bar. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think, I think, I think you hear Dave say, "Oh man, you guys are gonna need a drink, aren't you?" And then, and then oh. that's when we hear Goose asking for the Wi-Fi password again, and then cut to black. Yeah, Rex is somewhere around here too. Uh, he is. Yeah, yeah. I, I forgot to mention that he would have been in on that fight as well, like putting that thing down, um, for sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Once he got all the patients to safety. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um. I I'm sorry to like take away that like uh the actual act of killing things. You guys were really close, all of you, to destroying your your dudes, uh, your horrors. Um. But we got we got real short on time there. Um. Uh. But yeah. Thanks. Uh. Thanks for coming. Um. Yep, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We're going to do this every Monday, folks. And Mm -hmm. uh, join our Discord to get the announcements. Follow us um, so you don't miss out. Uh, Next week, Episode 3.